Rhea Isaac Egypt and Noah presents The Resurrection Story. This book will take you on the journey from creation through the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Answering questions, why do we die boiled eggs? Or what is the significance of an Easter bunny? And much more. The presence of the Lord surrounded Amelia and her family. The Holy Spirit filled their household with love, joy, and peace. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ grew from a young babe in the manger into a young boy. He worked alongside his earthly father Joseph as a carpenter and worshiped our Heavenly Father with all of his heart. Years went by and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ performed many miracles, and preached to many, many people. And this full-length color book written by Michelle Carter Douglas, her sons, Patrick M. Douglas, Rylan Douglas, and her daughter, Arlesa Douglas, was also illustrated by her children, Patrick, Rylan, and Arlesa. What a beautiful book to bring in all holidays. This book is written by a family for the family. Get your copy today on Amazon.com. Rhea Isaac, Egypt and Noah presents The Resurrection Story. Amen. Good afternoon. How is everybody doing this morning? Bless. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And I say this morning, but it's actually this afternoon. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, Sister Pat, would you bless us with prayer? Mighty one, 
and the birthday prize for that. Thank you for the year. Pick up the table before sometimes. I sit and I just look at my big back. I've never drawn that I miss. Beautiful, beautiful prayer. Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, Lord. Praise Heavenly host, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. For 
I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Because the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house, Lord, I have loved thy habitation, the place where thy honor dwelleth. But the Lord is in his holy let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my rock, my strength, and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. And uh, we will have our opening song by Brother Desmond Muhammad, followed by uh, our morning prayer. Sister Arlessa, would you be able to do the morning prayer? Yeah. Praise God. Brother First Desmond. Off, I like to say, it's not every day that we can say happy birthday. And this song, is meant to say happy birthday first to your mother, Mrs. C, because it's special. She's here. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Mrs. C. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Praise so God. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Now, here we go. Amen. Hallelujah, salvation and glory, honor and power unto the Lord our King. For the Lord our King is mighty, yes, the Lord our King is omnipotent, the Lord our King, He is one. The song that I praise be unto the Lord of King. Hallelujah, salvation and glory, honor and power unto the Lord of King. For the Lord of King is mighty. Yes, the Lord our King is wonderful. The Lord our King, He is wonderful. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Thank you so much for that. And uh, we will have. Um, uh morning prayer by sister Arlessa uh Douglas. 
Dear God, thank you for blessing us on this Sunday evening to be able to gather together and praise you in your holy name. Please let us all have a blessed day as we continue on. Dear God, I want to thank you for all of our loved ones and being able to celebrate my grandmother's 72nd birthday yes, and for us to continue to have many more birthdays with her on this earth and just for us to be blessed with uh, your guidance and our journey through health, wellness, and happiness and wealth in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. With that being said, uh, we are going to have another song and um, our scripture lesson will be taken out of Matthew chapter 22. That's Matthew chapter 22 in the NIV. Um, would everybody, uh, is there a song anyone would like to sing? Um, what about Blessed Assurance? Assurance. Jesus is mine over oh, a foretaste of glory divine here of salvation purchase of God Born of his spirit, washing his blood. This is my story. This is my song. Amen. Amen. Perfect submission, perfect delight. Then it's visions of rapture, visions of rapture, now burst on my side. Angels descending, bring from above, echoes of mercy, whispers of love. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my soul. 
this is my song. Praise my Savior all the day long. Amen. Beautiful. Thank you, Arlessa. That's okay. And you know what? And I did not distribute them. I actually have the lyrics and I'm downstairs. So, uh, you know, in the little worship area. So praise God. So I have the, the music and, and lyrics on me. Um, I got to get that out to you all. And it's just a blessing to worship with you all. Thank you. Thank you for your contribution. Amen. Amen. You know, before we do our scripture lesson, Brother Brylin. Brother Brylin. Is he able to hear me? Is his phone on mute? Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Well, I was going to ask him if he could uh, bless us with a, a prayer as well. Okay. Amen. And while our less is uh bringing that bringing the uh, phone. Huh? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So so that's fine. Uh brother uh Patrick. Would you bless us with another prayer? Amen. Amen. I just love prayers. I just love prayers. Uh, now we will uh, go to our scripture lesson, which will be taken out of Matthew chapter 22. If we could turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 22. Amen. And when we all have it, if we could say amen. Amen. Praise God. Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come but they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants and said, Tell those who have been invited that I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fatted cattle have been butchered, and everything is ready to come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his field, another to his business. The rest mistreated them and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. 
So go to the street corners and invite them to the banquet, anyone you find. So the servants went out to the street and gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guest, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. How did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend? The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, tie him, tie, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. Then the Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap him in his words. They used their disciples along with the Herodian teacher, they said. We know that you are a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't always praised by others because you pay no attention to who they are. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, Show me the coin used for paying the tax. They brought him a denarius. And he asked him, whose image is this and whose inscription? Caesar, they replied. Then he said to them, so give back to Caesar what is Caesar's. And to God, what is God's? When they heard this, they were amazed. So they left him and went away. That same day, the Sadducees, who say that there is no resurrection, came to him with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses told us that if a man dies without having children, his brother must marry his widow and raise up offspring. Now there were seven brothers among us. The first one married and died, and since he had no children, he left his wife to his brother. The same thing happened to the second and third brother, right down to the seventh. Finally, the woman died. Now then, of the resurrection, whose wife will she be of the seven, as all of them were married to her? Jesus replied, you are in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. At the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like angels in heaven. But about the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what God said to you? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. 
He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. When the crowds heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. Hearing that Jesus has silenced us, One of them, one of them, an expert in the law, tested him with his question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets came on these two commandments. Matthew chapter 22, verses 41. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, What do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? Verse 43 of Matthew chapter 22, he said to them, how is it then that David speaking by the spirit calls him Lord, for he says, if then David calls him, Lord, how can he be his son? Altogether, no one could say a word in reply. And from that day, no one dared to ask him any more questions. May God add a blessing to the hearers, readers, and doers of his holy word. From all that dwell below the skies. From all that dwell below the skies. Hear what Christ our Savior saith. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the great and first commandment and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself on these two commandments hang all of the law and the prophets. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Um, do uh, would anybody have any announcements to share?
Any announcements, anyone? Yes, brother. Um, I need everybody's prayers. Mm -hmm. I go for surgery at 12 o'clock on Tuesday. Okay. And this is supposed to be a agreement, but it also entails whether or not I will be able to walk. But I'm going to say this. God bless the surgeon's hands. But I know for a fact that I'm going to walk. I'm determined, I'm steadfast, and faith belongs to the Lord. And I have all the faith in the world in God. Whatever is to be, is to be. Amen. And I love God, and I'm always going to love God. I hope in my praise can be like Job's because many times he had his so-called friends and they wanted him to curse God and Job was like I will never curse my Lord I just got to go back and pray harder and that's what I'm trying to do is pray harder I want to thank Every last one of you on this phone right now, guys, have been there. But I know that I can be stubborn. And I love you all. You all are my family. And always will be my family. We love you too, brother. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Um... Amen. You know, Brother Desmond, we are praying for you constantly, and um, we know God's will will be done. Um, amen. Um, and, and thank you so much for for sharing, um, you know, the story of Job. And it was Job's wife that wanted um, Job to curse God. Yeah, it was Job's wife. Yes, yes. Um, and at the end of Job, um, how um, he came out of that was that he prayed for others. He prayed for his friends. He prayed for others while he was going through those trials and tribulations. So, and his friends actually came to him and wept with him, you know, but it was his wife. And I may be wrong, but we I'm going to research that. But I do distinctly remember, I think it was his wife that uh, wanted him to uh, curse God. Yes, yes, in the name of Jesus. Yes. Um, oh, can I say something? Yes, ma'am. Okay, I know Brother Justin said he can be stubborn. <laughs> 
we know that we all can be stubborn, but you know what I've learned? Sometimes my stubbornness comes from when I don't want to listen or obey the Lord or even my family has been, and I'm working on it still. I'm doing better at it. Sometimes it's fear. It's fear because uh, yes. you don't want to face what you think it might be. And we have, we all have that. But yes. because I'm coming to God, I'm working with that part of the fear. If I, if I don't face it, I can't do anything about it. If it happens to be something that I don't want, you know, to list, you know, a myth that's going on with me. So we all have that. But we put our trust in God and we can conquer that fear. Patricia, mm -hmm. yep. Timothy says, God didn't give us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Praise God. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Or maybe even be afraid of what I'm going to have to do because of this or that. Well, you know what? God is there. Like you said, whatever you go to, God will bring you through. You have to just truly, truly put your faith in it. Like I said, I'm working on it. I'm working on I'm still working on that fear. Because sometimes when I tell you I don't want to go to the doctor or the dentist or this or that, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. But it ain't going to get no better sitting somewhere being scared. That's true. And and God is going to bring you through, you know, faith. And you have all our prayers. Yes. Yes, in the name of Jesus. And you have faith, you know, the faith of a mustard seed. So, you know, God is with you. You know, God's will be done. You know, and, um, and I, I'll say this. You know, even for myself, you know, we all are stubborn, you know, but we serve God, flaws and all, with all our flaws and everything that we have, we serve God and he loves us. You know, he loves you. And, and the scripture out of Job is Job chapter two verses eight and nine then job took a piece of broken pottery and scraped himself with it and sat among the ashes his wife said to him are you still maintaining your integrity curse god and die that's a shame job 2 verse 8 and 9 um are there Pastor, I mean, I, I, no. I remember that naked I came in this world and naked I'll leave. Yes, yes. Blessed, blessed be the Lord. So, yes. so if you know, came in this world with nothing, we'll leave out this world with nothing. That's right. That's right. You know? So Job went through a lot. A lot. And it was because he loved God and because he walked in life through integrity. And I tell people, when you're going through trials and tribulations, you know, it's because you are favored. It's because you're favored. Amen? Are there any, amen, are there any other announcements? 
Um, the announcement that I have is uh, we have Bible study Friday at 7 o'clock, um, Sundays, church worship at 2. Um, we also are in the process of preparing for our, excuse me, preparing for our annual, our fourth annual clothing, shoes, and school supply giveaway. And this is truly a blessing. This year, uh, we will have coats. We had coats the first time we, um, we did our clothing giveaway. Um, the last couple of times we did not have coats available, but we will have coats this year as well. Um, if anybody would like to donate, uh, please contact uh, the, the, the church uh, ministry number, which is 330-502-4188. That's 330-502-4188. And that way we can uh, send you to the right committees. We do, praise God, have different people overseeing different um you know, committees within this event, which really is going to help this to be very organized. So again, if you want to donate, please call that number and uh, we will get you to the person assigned to uh, what items that you are donating. Amen. Um, the clothing giveaway will take place on July the 29th, which is a Saturday. And also August 5th, uh, the next Saturday, um, July the 29th, it will be at the Hubbard Harding Park of Ohio. And on August 5th, 5th it will be at the East Library of Youngstown. Amen. And we will have the times and everything set up. Praise God. Amen. Upcoming is our fourth annual holiday food box giveaway. Um, we, every year for the last, this will be the fourth year. Um, from our heart and what God has ordained for us to do, um, we just, we, we, we love doing it. We go to the grocery store and uh, we purchase um, items to donate to um, now 15 families. So, and that number will grow. Um, that number will be growing uh, because we do everything primarily out of our own pockets. So we're looking to help more people um, now that that's another announcement, but now that uh, we are officially a tax exempt public charity, Behind Closed Doors Ministries, LLC. We're out of Ohio. So now that we are officially a tax-exempt uh, public charity, um, we can now uh, open those doors to help more people. Yes, amen. So back to the, uh, the food giveaway, we do have a, a couple of uh, boxes 
uh, left that we can allocate to uh, people in the community. And who knows, we might be able to do more. But if you are in need, please call our ministry church. And that number is area code 330-502-4188. That's 330-502-4188. Amen. Are there any other announcements? Okay. With that, um, all hearts and minds clear? Amen. Any prayer requests? Uh, just all our family, especially, you know, um, Effie and all, all them over Chicago, our cousin Joyce Woods and all her family and Forrest uh, Watson, um, and just, you know, just everyone that's had any um, hardship or losses or grief. Mm -hmm. And this world, there's a there's different things that have been happening, and there's a lot of losses. Yes, yes, yes. Any other prayer requests? Amen. Amen. We are going to take a brief break and we will be right back with our church service this afternoon. In our storms, we have God too. Written by Michelle Carter Douglas, Rylan Douglas, Arlesa R. Douglas, Patrick M. Douglas. This collection of prayers is offered to the home for parents and their children, not only focusing on relationships between husband and wife, but the relationships between parent and child, child and parent, and people within the community. James 5.16, confess your faults to one another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Behind our closed doors, we pray together and we offer our fervent prayers to the world. 1 John 5, 14, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Amen. Sharing a prayer from the book. Strength in our marriage. God is our strength. Heavenly Father, as my spouse and I come before you, we send praise and gratitude. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Thank you for everything. You have done for us both as individuals and together. As I hold my spouse's hand, we give our praise. 
please, Sovereign Lord, cover our homes, our lives, our families with the blood of Jesus. At times, the wind consumes us and we begin to feel as though we are drifting apart. Seldom have the raging waters tried to drown our hopes and dreams. We ask you, Almighty God, to embrace us and give my spouse and me strength. Give us strength, Heavenly Father, individually and in our union. Give us the strength and endurance during opposition of the enemy's tactics. Give us the strength during temptations. Give us the strength to endure physical and mental trials. Oh, Heavenly Father, strengthen our mind, heart, spirit, and souls. Yes, Father, we find refuge and strength in your holy word and presence. We find strength calling on your holy name. We have strength in your divine love and nurturing presence. Heavenly Father, you are our strength. In our marriage with God, we can survive all things. This we pray in Jesus Christ's holy name. This book is available right now on Amazon.com. Father, we come here on this altar to give you gratitude and thanks, O oh God. Father God, we kneel down before you. We bow our heads before you. Father God, for those that cannot kneel right now, Heavenly Father, our spirits bow before you. At this altar, Heavenly Father, some of us are broken. Some of us are whole. But Father God, if we are broken with you, we will become whole. And Father God, those that are whole will remain whole by the way of you, O oh glory, glorful, glorful and loving God. Heavenly Father, we cannot tell you how much we love you. We cannot even start to tell you how much you have done for us over the years. Heavenly Father, we just love you because we don't have the answers to everything. Father God, we don't claim to be the most intelligent. Father God, you are everything. Everything. Alpha and Omega. Father God, on this altar, some people may be discouraged. Father God, let them be encouraged in you. Father God, some people may be confused, but Father God, let them find, Heavenly Father, sanctuary and peace and restoration in you. Heavenly Father, right now, we just want to lift up any and everybody standing in the need of prayer, calling on your mighty name, oh God. Father God, for those that have lost a loved one, Father God, we pray for them individually and collectively. Father God, we know that you are close to the brokenhearted. 
Heavenly Father, we know that even you weeped when Jesus was crucified, even that you knew that he would live again. And Father God, even Jesus wept for Lazarus and John the Baptist, even knowing that they would live again. So Father God, grief is something that we will go through. But comfort, Father God, is what you will bring us to. So Father God, we just ask that you to wrap your loving, loving hands around Forestine's family, the Bertha Smith family, all those who have lost someone. Father God, we ask you for healing for Brother Desmond as he goes for his surgery and procedure on Tuesday, oh God. Father God, we know your will be done in the name of Jesus. Father God, we just ask that you continue to breathe your Holy Spirit in the hospital, in the, the procedure room, Father God, and even on his uh, mother's home, oh God. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Jehovah God. Father God, we know that our flesh does not define us. But Heavenly Father, you are the definition over our minds, bodies, and souls. Define us, O Abba Father. Hold us, O God. Keep us near the cross and hide us within your holy wings, O Heavenly Father. Father God, come this way, O sweet Heavenly Father. Fill this place, O God. Yes, touching us individually and collectively that we operate within the body of Christ, O God. We glorify you, hallelujah. We glorify you, O God. Heavenly Father, in this world, there's chaos, there's anger, there's jealousy, there's the spirit of blocking, the spirit of retaliation and unforgiveness. Father God, we the people of God don't dwell there. We are in the light because we walk in the spirit, talk in the spirit, live in the spirit, love the spirit, defined by the spirit, oh, holy God. Ooh, yes, oh Lord. Father God, we cannot control what other people do. But Father God, we pray to a God that will bring all people through. Father God, keep our children and our parents, our grandparents safe in the name of Jesus. Our aunts and uncles safe in the name of Jesus. Our friends safe in the name of Jesus. All family. And Father God, for those that act as our temporary enemies, we pray that they fall on their knees and call on Jesus and come to know the glory of God and the love of Christ Jesus and become our spiritual brothers and sisters as well. There's no room for animosity. 
but there is room for learning, growth, love, and forgiveness. Father God, let us always have the spirit to love one another as you so commanded us to love. Loving our neighbor, O oh God, encompasses so much. Loving our neighbor, O oh God, let us find the spirit to keep one another safe. If we have animals, dogs, Heavenly Father, it doesn't matter if they've never bitten anyone. And I say this because of the situation, oh God, that people are letting their pit bulls and uh, other big, huge dogs run loose in, in the community. And Heavenly Father, it doesn't matter if they've never bitten anyone. It's the potential. Because Heavenly Father, we look at if, if if we're walking somewhere, if a child is walking somewhere and and a, and a dog comes out and just barking, even though they the dog has never bitten, we don't know that. No one knows that. And somebody might run in the direction of, of an automobile or something. Or Father God, if the person, what if the person is elderly and has a pacemaker? There's so many other things that can happen. So, Father God, I just ask for my prayer is that people today going forward can adopt the, the scripture of do unto others as you want others to do unto you. When we adopt that scripture, oh God, we will find love for one another. We will love one another. We will love our neighbors. We will love God Almighty. Because there's an old quote that says, if you don't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. And loving yourself means loving God because you created us, oh heavenly Father. And some of these people that are breaking the laws and not doing unto others as they want others to do unto them, I think it's because they don't love themselves. So, Father God, on this altar, we put the love. We put the love on here that will encompass everything, oh God. That people will find a love for themselves to let them know that they are worthy of Christ's love. That they are worthy of the love of God. That they can love their family, their friends, their neighbors, and even their foes. That they can love their pets and want to keep their pets protected. Because if they truly love them, they will keep them protected on a leash or or in a, in a safe area, not to hurt anybody, because God forbid if they did hurt somebody, the pets got to be taken away. So Father God, love is following the laws. Love is looking after one another. And Heavenly Father, those that's these wars that's going on. Heavenly Father, we just pray, oh God, that these wars that people will find love within themselves to love others, the love of God. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray 
that all establishments, agencies, wherever it is, oh God, that's in the uh, uh, business and, and uh, process of helping people, Father God, are acting within their roles and are in their job positions that they truly want to see people prosper. And Father God, this prayer comes from me. Because Heavenly Father, I went through the trenches. And sometimes I was discouraged by those that was on the other side that already was achieving their goals. And there, that is the spirit of blocking. And Father God, I put that on the altar. If any person tries to stumble somebody, block somebody, that they are moved from the position that they are in to prevent harm. And Father God, we got these people right now in this world today that can't stand the light. They don't want to see nobody else helping nobody else because of that person, personal hatred of the light of the true God Almighty. And Father God, we just pray that they are exposed and removed. Father God, moreoverly, we pray that all the ambassadors in Christ, all the shepherds, all the, the remnants, all the, the, the disciples of, of Christ, the workers of God Almighty, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are covered with the blood of Jesus that was shed on Calvary. Keep us safe, oh God. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Cover us, oh Heavenly Father. And everything that we say and do. Father God, like the, the song earlier that we, we listened to, requested by Sister Patricia Carter, Search us, O oh God. Search our hearts, minds, bodies, and souls. And anything that is not aligned with you, your holy will, take it away. Take it away. Take it away and remove it from us. Purge us, O oh God. Purge us, O oh heavenly Father God, we just pray for this ministry and the social service program that we are implementing within our, our ministry, that we are able to help people, help other agencies, oh God. Father God, we just ask you prayerfully to lead us in the right direction. Hold our hands. Guide our feet. Father God, embrace us. Father God, you were there when we were left at the wayside. Father God, you are here as we stand before you today. We love you. Father God, we love you. Sometimes, oh Heavenly Father, when we just sit down and the world rages against us, and we sometimes feel as though we are ready to throw in that towel, 
we feel something that comes over us, a sweet embrace, as what I am feeling right now. And Heavenly Father, when people ask, is there a God when all this wickedness is going on in the world? And someone asks, is there a God? I say, yes. Because if there wasn't, the world would not be trying to convince us that there is not. The evil in this world is trying to steer out the good to discourage us from hope and love. And with that, I say the words that King Jesus, Messiah, Yeshua, Prince of Peace, get thee behind me, Satan, in the name of Jesus. Whenever we are going through the trenches, Father God, whenever we are going through the valleys, whenever we see darkness, we will smile and we will embrace the God within us. And we will show people the light that resides in us so that they know that we serve a God that will move any mountain as long as we call on your name. Elohim, Yahweh, have your way in every aspect of the way. Father God, I can never thank you enough. I can never ever say I love you enough. But Father God, you've brought me so far in life. I owe it to you to give back to this world. I could have been dead. Me and my children could have still been homeless. Father God, my kids could have been out there in the streets selling drugs or dealing with gun violence. Statistics, unwed parents, procreating. But Father God, you said different. And I thank you for humbling me, sweet Father. Because when you spoke, I listened. I could have fall weak to the flesh and allow some entity to come into the house because I was lonely to do more damage than my ex-husband. But Father God, you said no. Father God, you went above to provide us with a home that my children could be proud of. I remember, Father God, how people put me down when I was homeless. And my kids didn't say too much. 
but they talked about little things. And Father God, when my children prayed about what house they wanted, Father God, you gave it, but what's the beauty in all of this aspect is the genuineness from my mother. Because I couldn't do this alone. And each time, Father God, I have a place to lay my head, I'm reminded of the sacrifice that my mother made. Because she could have been a materialistic woman and said, you know what? I want that type of house. But because of her heart, You blessed my children. So, Father God, this ministry is not about no Michelle, Denise, Carter, Douglas, no way. It's about Yahweh. It's about you, oh God, and you know I can have a conversation with you all day and night. Because when I conversate with you, I'm all right. So there's nothing that could come my way that I know you won't bring me through. And Father God, when I close my eyes, I just want to hold you close and thank you. Thank you for blessing me with my grandparents, with my mother, my sister, my children, my niece, my nephew, my cousins, my friends, and Father God, even the adversities that come my way. Because every single challenge made me who I am. Every single entity that tried to make me Hate and bitter, Father God, made me better. And I thank you. I thank you for your definition. I thank you for your spiritual education. And Father God, before I close this prayer, my humble prayer, is that each individual on this face of the earth, here, now, and that will come, will find their gift, their talent, their skill that you have blessed them with so they can bless others. Some of us are called to preach. Some of us are called to educate. Some of us are called to medicine. Some of us are called to the gift of prophecy. Some of us are gifted for faith, healing, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues. Whatever the gifts and talents be, let us not be envy of anybody else, but embrace our individual gift that you have given us 
because of the ordination and the purpose that we are destined by you. So Heavenly Father, as we prepare this week and go about this week, let us have safe traveling mercies in the name of Jesus. Whatever adversity comes our way, let us be able to spiritually and physically turn the other cheek. Any unkind word or someone or something trying to provoke us, oh God, let us be blessed with the portion of patience that we can turn that other cheek. Father God, we pray for financial security. Father God, we pray, pray for employment. We pray, pray for income. And Father God, I pray for the enunciation of words. <laughs> this we pray in Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen. 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 We will have a uh, brief break and come back. Amen. Behind Closed Doors Ministries, Church Service Worship. only a few minutes until they could exit to Koenigsegg Parkway. The roads and traffic take a turn for the worse. Readers and friends, the angel of death was near. Sterile and John prayed silently to Almighty God. Are they spared? Everyone hopes for a perfect love story. Some people dream of taking an adventure. In a small town named Poughkeepsie, New York, a couple and six young adults will meet and change one another's lives forever. Take this journey in the adventures of Gurgle Boy, written by author Patrick M. Douglas. This book is available on Amazon.com. Amen. Welcome back. Praise God. You know, on the break, we listened to Peace Be Still, requested by Sister Pat by Vanessa Bell Armstrong, such a, a, a beautiful song. And, uh, you know, I just, I just, I just love that. We are truly, truly full this afternoon. Amen. Amen. As we read Matthew chapter 22 earlier, some people will put man's place above God. God and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ wants us to come to them, wants a relationship. And 
when we have a relationship, it's not only communication with just communicating, but it's questions too. So, but in this particular chapter, we see here the people coming to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to antagonize him. Verse 15. Then the Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap him in his words. They sent their disciples to him along with the inheritance. Teacher, they said, we know that you are a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? Now, this, this scripture was brought to me earlier by Brother Desmond. He was speaking and he made a scripture quote, render unto Caesar's what is Caesar's. And as I said before, I do not know what I am going to preach until about the time. And so I said, this is what the Holy Spirit needs for me to talk about right now. Verse 18, but Jesus knowing their evil intent said, you hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Now I'm going to stop there. Now you see, sometimes we know that people have ill intentions and we know people bring up things and say things to try to confuse us or throw us off. But see, when you're Christ-like, you're all right. Verse 19, show me the coin used for paying the tax. They brought him a denarius. And he asked them, whose image is on this? And whose inscription? Verse 21, Caesar's, they replied. Then he said to them, so give back to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. What Jesus is saying is God allows people that's in positions to, to do what they, their jobs or whatever else like that. So render the, with Caesar's is Caesar's. Okay, so if you're using Caesar's money, then you need to give him that imperial tax. But that's not the definition. Because at time, you're taking care, you're doing what Caesar wants you to do. You need to be worried about rendering, rendering onto God. You know, and I say this, you have some people more concerned with their kids or going back and forth to work, but they forget about worshiping 
to God. Render God what is God's. You have people, they pay their taxes, but they don't tithe. Just think about that. And this is not saying uh, uh, about, okay, you got to give to a specific church or to churches or to ministries. That's not what I'm saying. Because actually, I have a prayer that more people start their own ministries. And you don't have to have a ministry or a church to give. You could go to a local shelter anywhere and donate. You could render to God what is God's in all types of ways. But I was told this last year and, and things like that. Somebody had made a comment uh, and asked me if I filed taxes or something like that. So, you know, and, and a lot of things that I say, it brings me back to how Jesus answered you know, certain questions, because I said, I said, I don't know, I don't, I don't, which was an untruth, but my thing was, if you ask the ignorant question that you have no right to, 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 to know, because it, when you file taxes, it's a public record, you go look up at, at a, uh, am I wrong, Sister Nicole? I, I thought when you file taxes, isn't it public knowledge or no? Yeah, it is. Okay, so basically, I'm thinking about if you want to know, you can look, you can look it up, you yeah. know. But so, and then they replied with, "And aren't you a minister?" I said, "Yeah." They said, "Well, the Bible said, render unto Caesar's what is Caesar's," and when they said it. I automatically knew the spirit. They were not of God. But at that particular time, I had not read this chapter to the all context as I did today. The Holy Spirit brought me here to know the full context, which now I understand that the, the person that brought that up was not of God. Because as you see here later, in this, the same day the Sadducees, now it went from the Pharisees, now the Sadducees. Now the Pharisees and the Sadducees were the very people that plotted to crucify Jesus. Now you see that? The very people that crucified Jesus was advocating for people to be paying an imperial tax to a paganistic person because they saw uh, Caesar as a, as a lowercase g god. So it allowed me to know this person last year was not of God at all. 
to bring it up, advocating for some Caesar. The same day, the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses told us that if a man dies without having children, his brother must marry the widow and raise up offspring for him. Now, I'm going to stop right there because we all know that Moses had long gone before the time of Jesus. So when they're call, they're coming to Jesus with this stuff, they're talking about some things that was passed down. And we need to reflect on that because a lot of things that we spew out sometimes is things that we heard that the, the past generation heard and so forth, and we're not actually in accuracy. That's why we need to study the word. And we don't need to be reciting just one scripture, two scriptures. We need to be reading the whole chapter. We need to be reading the whole Bible. But if you're going to start, don't go with one scripture. Go with the chapter so you can know the context. Verse 24, teacher, they said, Moses told us that if a man dies without having children, his brother must marry the widow and raise up offspring for him. Now there were seven brothers among us. The first one married and died, and since he had no children, he left his wife to his brother. The same thing happened to the second and the third brother, right on down to the seventh. Finally, the woman died, now then, at the resurrection, whose wife will she be of the seven, since all of them were married to her? Now, see, right there, what the Sadducees came with, they trying to, what they're trying to do is speak in parables, but really they're speaking in nonsense. Now, they have one woman married to seven different people at seven different times, and coincidentally, all the brothers died. And they're saying, whose wife is she going to be at the resurrection? And Jesus replied with the truth. You are in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. At the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. But about the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what God said to you? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. When we are resurrection, resurrected, we are not going to have the desires as the flesh. And see, Jesus answered the people, even though they came to him with a hidden agenda. He answered them with the truth. Because in correcting the people that asked the question, 
he also educated the other people around. And what the Holy Spirit is leading me to understand, people will try you. People will try to confuse you. But as long as you have the truth, you speak to them in truth and you correct them in truth. Because once you know the truth, you cannot plead the ignorance. I didn't know. Anybody listening? Yes, we have heard scriptures. Yes, we may even hear phrases. But before you go and you speak it, Research it and read it for yourself. Verse 34. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in law, tested him with this question. Teacher. Which is the greatest commandment in the law? Now, I, now, now you see, people as people are watching. How well do you know the scripture? Because my myself, and being the minister of God's holy word, I said, "Why is these people? Why do people ask me?" Some questions. I had people, uh, not, lo not locally, but I've had people, because I do spiritual counseling, I had people come tell me about dreams that they supposedly had, and they sound like lightweight, inappropriate. And you're talking, asking a minister about this? And, and then some people come with these, these dreams that don't even make no sense. And I said, God, I said, what is, and I, and I, and I felt that spirit calming me. They're trying to test you. And I said, take your dream to God. Because I don't have the gift to interpret that dream. And that's how I put it. And now I understand. So when you are faced with someone who is trying to provoke you, it's not about you. It's about the God in you. Because if people came to Jesus in that aspect, and now they're coming to you in that aspect, it's because the light of you is shining. The light of God in you is shining. 37, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Now, what I love about King Jesus, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, is that even though somebody brought a foolish question to him, 
or brought a question to him with an ulterior motive. Trying to entrap him. That's not my phrase. That's not my terminology. It's right there in the scriptures. They were trying to entrap him and Jesus knew it. And Jesus knew it. So he still answered the question. I think it was a month or so ago I had asked a pastor about the scripture about women being elders. And she said she was going to get back to me. And that was how long ago? And see, when we are truly called to preach the word of God, we don't run and hide. You know? And that just allows me what spirit that person had. Yes. And I know whenever I have been asked a question, and I did not know it, I will look it up with the person on the phone so we can we can find it together if I don't know. And even if there's something I have to do, if if the person wants to know something, I'm not I'm, I, I cannot because that's a form of stumbling. And I know the Holy Spirit. Now, I know I have asked questions uh, to people uh, in retort to a question they have asked me. And then they don't want to answer my question. And they say, well, the Lord says not to not to uh, uh, get caught up in, in futile arguments or anything else like that. Well, you asked the question. I answered it. Now, I'm asking you a question you know, about what do you think Titus means in the book of Titus, you know, because this comes up a lot, you know, when people want to know whether or not elders can be women. And then they want to retort to the fact about argument. No, nobody's arguing. And what I love about, see, Jesus is very concise and forthright. And I love those two words forthright and concise because they're trying to entrap him and he knows it and he's not saying oh well i understand that you want to render what is caesar's he's he he's he's being forthright he's saying well render the caesar's what is caesar's and render with god is god and he's telling them you hypocrites you don't even know the power of God. You don't even know the law. Because basically, if you would have known, you knew that after the resurrection, there is no marriage. This message comes by the way of the Holy Spirit. Because this day on, As Sister Nicole said, as she quoted the Bible, we are not given the spirit of fear. 
when we're asked certain questions, if we don't know the answer, we're going to get the Bible and we're going to look it up again. And even though you may ask a question to entrap me, guess what? God closed the mouths of the lions in the lion den. Okay? And I want to also read the scriptures 44. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. You see, we are all right. Anybody that comes your way and they are your enemy and they want to block you from God's position or they want to try to slander your name, they are literally under your feet because they're paving your way to prosperity. Because when they, see, when the Pharisees and the Sadducees tried to oppress Jesus, tried to entrap him, he had him underneath his feet because he still was going to do the job that he was assigned to do. Foolishness not, did not keep our Lord and Savior from being on the cross nor being resurrected. It sure didn't keep him from sitting at the right hand of God the Almighty. Because Jesus is actively praying for us and interceding for us. And I say this too. Because I took it to God in prayer. And I said, God, I said, you know what? You have blessed me so much. But I said, there's pet peeves that I have with some people. They don't see what I do as a job or work. And I finally understand the reason why is because they don't work for God. So many people are concentrated and focusing on rendering onto Caesar and they're not rendering onto God. I don't care if you go to church or not. Because if you truly are a steward of the Lord, you will know what God, what belongs to God. With that being said, we are prayed up. We are covered with the blood of Jesus that was shed on Calvary. And we are prepared to do the work of God. Amen. Amen. This is Desmond. I'm merging him in. Amen. 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 What do we believe, church? I believe God the Father Almighty. Amen. 
maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, the only Son, our Lord, was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he arose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth over him the Father Almighty. From this is your judge, quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the church universal, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Yeah. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God from whom all blessings Praise him, all Amen. Amen. We at Behind Closed Doors Ministries believe every person born has a purpose and many roads to travel on their journeys. Unfortunately, those roads that we sometimes travel carry many bumps and detours. There is no need to be ashamed or dismayed. Our mission is to aid in the well-being of our brothers and sisters within our communities by providing biblical information, spiritual encouragement, food, clothing, and school supplies to those in need. May God continue to add a blessing to each one of you and your families. In Jesus Christ's holy name, amen. Amen. Every finishing point has a beginning. In our lives, every hardship we faced brought about a new beginning, a new horizon, a new triumph. Beginning of a new is just one short story written by author Brylon Douglas in his book, My Purpose Ordained by God, collection of adventure and short stories from an autistically gifted child. From the adventures of Jerry Young, who disguises himself to hide from the world, to Mama, Please Don't Go, another heartfelt short story about a young girl named Mindy who fears losing her mother. Take this inspirational journey through this book written by Brylon Douglas and available right now on Amazon.com. Welcome back. Praise God. You know, on the break, we listened to Peace Be Still, requested by Sister Pat, by Vanessa Bell Armstrong. Such a, a, a beautiful song. And uh, 
you know, I just, I just, I just love that. You know, truly, truly full this afternoon. Amen. Amen. As we read Matthew chapter 22 earlier, some people will put man's place above God. God and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ wants us to come to them, wants a relationship. And when we have a relationship, it's not only communication with just communicating, but it's questions too. So, but in this particular chapter, we see here the people coming to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to antagonize him. Verse 15, then the Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap him in his words. They sent their disciples to him along with the inheritance. Teacher, they said, we know that you are a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? Now this this scripture was brought to me earlier by Brother Desmond. He was speaking and he made a scripture quote, render unto Caesar's what is Caesar's. And as I said before, I do not know what I am going to preach until about the time. And so I said, this is what the Holy Spirit needs for me to talk about right now. Verse 18. But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, you hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Now, I'm going to stop there. Now, you see, sometimes we know that people have ill intentions. And we know people bring up things and say things to try to confuse us or throw us off. But see, when you're Christ-like, you're all right. Verse 19, show me the coin used for paying the tax. They brought him a denarius. And he asked them, whose image is on this? And whose inscription? Verse 21, Caesar's, they replied. Then he said to them, so give back to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. What Jesus is saying is God allows people that's in positions to to do what they their jobs or whatever else like that so render the with caesar's is caesar's okay so if you're using caesar's money 
then you need to give him that imperial tax. But that's not the definition. Because at time, you're taking care, you're doing what Caesar wants you to do. You need to be worried about rendering, rendering unto God. You know, and I say this. You have some people more concerned with their kids or going back and forth to work, but they forget about worshiping to God. Render God what is God. You have people, they pay their taxes, but they don't tithe. Just think about that. And this is not saying uh, uh, about, okay, you got to, give to a specific church or to churches or to ministries. That's not what I'm saying. Because actually, I have a prayer that more people start their own ministries. And you don't have to have a ministry or a church to give. You could go to a local shelter anywhere and donate. You could render to God what is God's and all types of ways but i was told this last year and and things like that somebody had made a comment uh and asked me if i filed taxes or something like that so you know and and a lot of things that i say it brings me back to how jesus answered you know certain questions because i said i said I don't, no, I don't. I don't. Which was an untruth. But my thing was, if you ask the ignorant question that you have no right to 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 know, because it, when you file taxes, it's a public record. You go look up at at a. Uh, am I wrong, Sister Nicole? I, I thought when you file taxes, isn't it public knowledge or no? Yeah, it is. Okay. So basically, I'm thinking to myself, if you want to know, you can look, you can look it up, you know, but so, and then they replied with, and aren't you a minister? I said, yeah. They said, well, the Bible said, render unto Caesars what is Caesars. And when they said it, I automatically knew the spirit. They were not of God. But at that particular time, I had not read this chapter to the all context as I did today. The Holy Spirit brought me here to know the full context, which now I understand that the the person that brought that up was not of God. Because as you see here later in this, the same day the Sadducees, now it went from the Pharisees, now the Sadducees. Now the Pharisees and the Sadducees 
were the very people that plotted to crucify Jesus. Now you see that? The very people that crucified Jesus was advocating for people to be paying an imperial tax to a paganistic person because they saw uh, Caesar as a, as a lowercase g god. So it allowed me to know this person last year was not of God at all. To bring it up advocating for some Caesar. The same day, the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses told us that if a man dies without having children, his brother must marry the widow and raise up offspring for him. Now, I'm going to stop right there because we all know that Moses had long gone before the time of Jesus. So when they're call, they're coming to Jesus with this stuff, they're talking about some things that was passed down. And we need to reflect on that because a lot of things that we spew out sometimes is things that we heard that the, the past generation heard and so forth, and we're not actually in accuracy. That's why we need to study the word. And we don't need to be reciting just one scripture, two scriptures. We need to be reading the whole chapter. We need to be reading the whole Bible. But if you're going to start, don't go with one scripture. Go with the chapter so you can know the context. Verse 24, teacher, they said, Moses told us that if a man dies without having children, his brother must marry the widow and raise up offspring for him. Now there were seven brothers among us. The first one married and died, and since he had no children, he left his wife to his brother. The same thing happened to the second and the third brother, right on down to the seventh. Finally, the woman died, now then, at the resurrection, whose wife will she be of the seven, since all of them were married to her? Now, see, right there, what the Sadducees came with, they trying to, what they're trying to do is speak in parables, but really they're speaking in nonsense. Now, they have one woman married to seven different people at seven different times, and coincidentally, all the brothers died. And they're saying, whose wife is she going to be at the resurrection? And Jesus replied with the truth. You are in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. At the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. But about the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what God said to you? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. 
when we are resurrection resurrected we are not going to have the desires as the flesh and see jesus answered the people even though they came to him with a hidden agenda he answered them with the truth because in correcting the people that asked the question he also educated the other people around and what the holy spirit is leading me to understand people will try you people will try to confuse you but as long as you have the truth you speak to them in truth and you correct them in truth because once you know the truth you cannot plead the ignorance i didn't know anybody listening yes we have heard scriptures. Yes, we may even hear phrases. But before you go and you speak it, research it and read it for yourself. Verse 34. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Now, I, now you see, people, ask, people are watching. How well do you know the scripture? Because my, myself, and being the minister of God's holy word. I said, why is these people, why do people ask me some questions? I had people, uh, no, lo not locally, but I've had people, because I do spiritual counseling, I had people come tell me about dreams that they supposedly had and they sound like lightweight, inappropriate. And you're talking, asking a minister about this? And, and then some people come with these, these dreams that don't even make no sense. And I said, God, I said, what is, and I, and I, and I felt that spirit calming me. They're trying to test you. And I said, Take your dream to God because I don't have the gift to interpret that dream. And that's how I put it. And now I understand. So when you are faced with someone who is trying to provoke you, it's not about you, it's about the God in you. Because if people came to Jesus in that aspect, and now they're coming to you in that aspect. It's because the light of you is shining. The light of God in you is shining. 
37, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Now, what I love about King Jesus, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is that even though somebody brought a foolish question to him or brought a question to him with an ulterior motive, trying to entrap him, that's not my phrase, that's not my terminology, it's right there in the scriptures. They were trying to entrap him and Jesus knew it. And Jesus knew it. So he still answered the question. I think it was a month or so ago, I had asked a pastor about the scripture about women being elders. And she said she was going to get back to me. And that was how long ago? And see, when we are truly called to preach the word of God, we don't run and hide. You know? And that just allows me what spirit that person had. Yes. And I know whenever I have been asked a question, and I did not know it, I will look it up with the person on the phone so we can we can find it together if I don't know. And even if there's something I have to do, if if the person wants to know something, I'm not I'm, I, I cannot because that's a form of stumbling. And I know the Holy Spirit. Now I know I have asked questions uh, to people uh, in retort to a question they have asked me. And then they don't want to answer my question. And they say, well, the Lord says not to not to uh, uh, get caught up in, in futile arguments or anything else like that. Well, you asked a question, I answered it. Now I'm asking you a question you know, about what do you think Titus means in the book of Titus, you know, because this comes up a lot, you know, when people want to know whether or not elders can be women. And then they want to retort to the fact about argument. No, nobody's arguing. And what I love about, see, Jesus is very concise and forthright. And I love those two words forthright and concise because they're trying to entrap him and he knows it and he's not saying oh well i understand that you want to render what is caesar's he's he he's he's being forthright he's saying well render the caesar's what is caesar's and render with god is god and he's telling them you hypocrites you don't even know the power of God. You don't even know the law. 
Because basically, if you would have known, you knew that after the resurrection, there is no marriage. This message comes by the way of the Holy Spirit. Because this day on, as Sister Nicole said, as she quoted the Bible, we are not given the spirit of fear. When we're asked certain questions, if we don't know the answer, we're going to get the Bible and we're going to look it up again. And even though you may ask a question to entrap me, guess what? God Close the mouths of the lions in the lion den. Okay? And I want to also read the scriptures 44. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. You see, We are all right. Anybody that comes your way and they are your enemy and they want to block you from God's position or they want to try to slander your name, they are literally under your feet because they're paving your way to prosperity. Because when they see when the Pharisees and the Sadducees tried to oppress Jesus, tried to entrap him, he had him underneath his feet. Because he still was going to do the job that he was assigned to do. Foolishness not did not keep our Lord and Savior from being on the cross, nor being resurrected. It sure didn't keep him from sitting at the right hand of God the Almighty because Jesus is actively praying for us and interceding for us. And I say this too because I took it to God in prayer. And I said, God, I said, you know what? You have blessed me so much. But I said, there's pet peeves that I have with some people. They don't see what I do as a job or work. And I finally understand the reason why is because they don't work for God. So many people are concentrated and focusing on rendering onto Caesar and they're not rendering onto God. I don't care if you go to church or not. Because if you truly are a steward of the Lord, you will know what God, what belongs to God. 
With that being said, we are prayed up. We are covered with the blood of Jesus that was shed on Calvary. And we are prepared to do the work of God. Amen. This is Desmond. I'm merging him in. Amen. 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 What do we believe, church? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, mm. maker of heaven and earth, mm. and in Jesus Christ, the only mm. Son, our Lord, was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin, Virgin Mary. Suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he arose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth over him with the Father Almighty. From this he took the judge, quick in the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the church universal, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body. In the and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God all Praise Him Amen. Amen. We at Behind Closed Doors Ministries believe every person born has a purpose and many roads to travel on their journeys. Unfortunately, those roads that we sometimes travel carry many bumps and detours. There is no need to be ashamed or dismayed. Our mission is to aid in the well-being of our brothers and sisters within our communities by providing biblical information, spiritual encouragement, food, clothing, and school supplies to those in need. May God continue to add a blessing to each one of you and your families. In Jesus Christ's holy name, amen. Amen.